Hello. Hello. And welcome to the Broken Pussy Podcast, where we talk all things sex, the good, the bad, and the downright nasty. Please don't forget to use our hashtag, Broken Pussy Podcast, to engage with us. I am Ruby, and I'm joined by... Topaz. And we have a special guest here. Um, Kip. Is it Kim or Kimmy? Kimmy. See, the, the biggest mistake is call, to call me Kim. Because Kim is a middle-aged woman in Birmingham somewhere on a estate with 25 children. That's like, all right, love. I'm Kimmy. I'm young and vibrant and vivacious and I wear bras. <laughs> That's a great intro. <laughs> so Kimmy is from <laughs> Dope Black. Um dope black disabled podcast um from sorry from the dope black disabled podcast so yeah thank you so much for joining us um please introduce yourself to our listeners tell us about yourself your podcast if you want to and yeah let's go from there so i'm kimmy soko i am a community lead at dope black disabled so what that means is um running the social media space which is a community of allies and actual disabled people that kind of follow us. And then we have a private community um, space that's just Black disabled people where we commute, commune and we're a community. And then we're trying to build our Facebook private community as well. But shout anybody on Facebook, but some older people. So uh, we're going to need to work on that. However, comma, we are open to everyone following us at Doe Black Disabled on Instagram. About me, now me, Shimmy, her. She is 28. She's going to be 29 in um, July. Oh, I just can't out loud. Are you See, don't, don't hold that against me. See, I felt that energy aggressive. No, it's not any yes. energy. I'm a cancer also. Cancer I'm just oh, okay, good. Hey, sis, hey. <laughs> I'm just asking because I'm like, I'm just going to say cancer season. Because you know? people will be like, are you a cancer? Ugh, oh my gosh, it's so emotional. I don't like you. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, you need cancers, you heartless people. We are the emotion and the heart of the people. You're welcome. And we come right after Gemini's. So we come to clean up all the mess that Gemini's make. You're welcome. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, so I'm uh, 21 plus seven and uh i'll be 21 plus eight you know because i'm forever 21 um and i'm enjoying life besides dealing with multiple health issues um long-term illnesses and having been bed bound for six years and you know a lot of bad diagnoses but being like okay so my back might be broken my brain might be broken my heart might be medically broken and broken by some people's sons but my pussy ain't broken though <laughs> so <laughs> so I have to do gun, for like, gun fingers because that was the fucking realest shit I've had <laughs> 
Kim is gonna kill me today. I can't read. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I'm a wallflower. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I'm a wallflower. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you know we're the you know broken the uh, puss and boots uh, podcast, so mm. I got to say treat to the brand. Oh, that's good. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I've made myself at home, honey. <laughs> you have. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> right. Um, sorry. Okay. I don't know what I'm going to say. What did you... <laughs> Are we supposed to have an ice cream right now? It's, it's yeah. Okay. okay. So we're going to start off with a quick game to loosen everybody up. Um, and this okay. is a twist on an oldie. Uh, if you want a million pounds right now, what sexual fantasy would you facilitate? Oh, am I going first? Yeah, go on. Tell us. Yeah. I'll get a vaginal rejuvenation and... Um, because I need some lipo on that bitch since I've gained weight. There's pushing for the cushion. However, no, see, there's pushing for the cushion. There's uh, cushion for the pushing, yes. But I want to have that skinny girl margarita down there and that be a surprise. Be like, wait, 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 why are you bony down there? Wait, I wasn't expecting that. I want to be like, surprise, <laughs> I'm a millionaire with a skinny pants. You know, I just want to get flex. Oh, Money flex. <laughs> Can I do that? I'm actually writing this down, millionaire with the skinny pants. <laughs> millionaire. But I, I, I'll still be my chunky, fluffy self, but yeah. then have a bony down there so that when they go down there, they're like, Wait a minute. <laughs> Who okay. is this skinny bitch down here? <laughs> I'm actually dead. Oh, I can't be. Oh. <laughs> so, is that all you're going to do with a million pounds? And then I'll put the rest in, like, I'll get like a cheap house and put some tenants in it so that whenever I don't want to work and stay at home and get, you know, my skinny puss ate all day, I can do that. See, that's part of the sexual fantasy. Investment is part of the sexual fantasy because when you invest, you don't got to work. And when you got to work, you have time to have sex. Hello. Hello. Priorities are correct. Um, is it me? Sorry, I said. Um, what would I do with a million pounds? I don't know. When I read this question down, I was just thinking about something. I've been doing um, icebreakers for work all week, and this, so this is a question we have to keep doing. Um, I would, I would, oh, I'm going to sound so, I, I'm sure you've sounded worse before. <laughs> How long is this train? How many of them? <laughs> You are so deep in thought. I just want to help a sister out. Which I'm um, screaming. In every <laughs> continent on earth. Does that sound right? Yes. Okay. Every you would have a threesome on every continent like, of the yeah, earth. Like, like with the men okay. from them. Really? Yeah, yeah. With each continent and fuck two guys. 
But then if you're like in Asia, are you going, okay, so I'm going to go south with an Indian guy, but then, so then I'm going to get Raj from India and then I'm going to get Sunyi from mm. uh, South Korea so that Asia is covered, mm. is balanced. Or, I was, I and was then thinking, I was thinking I'd go to South Asia and do my thing there and then go to the other side of Asia and do my thing there. Okay, so in, in Africa, you're doing Algeria first and then I'm ending down north all the way to south. I know you're a bit east, a bit of west, because I love me a western, a west African. We need to throw in some western dick in there, okay? Oh, of course, yeah. that's, that's everywhere. I'm going everywhere. I'm yeah, like, you need to get pounded like yeah, in the west. I know. I'm so dead. <laughs> you know, I have been pounded like yeah a few times. Thanks. But yeah. <laughs> I can't, I will not let you tell me. Like, <laughs> 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 oh my God. All right. How about you, Ruby? <laughs> I don't really have a fantasy, to be honest, that I want to fulfill. I think the only thing that I would fulfill is that if I was a millionaire, I'd probably go to hedonism. And just oh, yeah, ball out, and then that's it. I but do that as well. That's really it. <laughs> but I wouldn't say it's a fantasy. It's, it's definitely easily achievable, mm. to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. but that's that's literally all I'll do. <laughs> um, I think if I won a million pounds right now, sexual fantasy would I use? Um, I wouldn't have sex on the money. I've always wanted to have sex. Love, yeah. Yeah, I've always wanted to. I've, I've always you loved money. You can't use the money notes when they're stuck together, hon. Don't worry, we'll figure out. I've seen how strippers... Have you seen strippers clean money? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you watched that? Good I've point, good point, it, yeah. good point. <laughs> if you, and the money that we have in this country, it's fantastic for the washing machine. That's how I know it's really Yes. Yeah, our money is good. So um, <laughs> I would have sex on a, on a bed of money. I'd want, like... Two men on the edge of the bed, like with money guns, just like shooting the money as us as well. Like, like, oh oh, god. So yeah, I'd love that. Um, I I do you know what? I really love. I love money a lot. (laughs) So yeah, that's one of the things I would do. The second thing I would do is probably rent a really nice villa on a foreign location, maybe somewhere like uh, Saint Martin or whatever. One of those really small islands, really gorgeous, beautiful private islands. And then just invite my hoes. Oh my God, all my hoes, will they get on? I'll just invite all my hoes. Yeah, they'll get on. And just, just fucking have a great time. Have a whale of a time. <laughs> Absolutely, whale of a time. Five star, no, seven star service. Everything I want. Like room service, dick service, pussy service, all the services I can have, I'll have it. And then I'll use the rest of the money to invest. And to build a, another hotel on the island that can just be used for kink shit. So then when I go back to my home in the UK, then I could be breaking it in. That's where my head's at. I like that. I hear that. I like that. I just, you know what? Life is really, really, really short. Yes. And I just want to have fun. This is why I feel sad for the 30% women who have never had an orgasm. I'm like, life is so short. Like, you've never been, you've never had the ecstasy. You've never been shocked by the electricity of love. What you talking about, Willis? Like, 
Life is short. Life is short. Life is. Do you believe? Do you believe those statistics? Yeah, because uh, straight men don't care about your pleasure. I wouldn't say don't care. You know. You don't think so? I don't. know. It's weird because I'm get. I can't remember about to stand for men. Oh, but <laughs> I do think it is. It is uh, almost not necessarily equal, but it is. Also, but then again, we're back to we're back to men still. Because I was gonna say, I think women don't don't look at themselves enough. There are too many women who, um, who um, who don't care about who or who like be like, oh, I don't I don't want to touch myself because um, I don't I, I don't think I, I need to. I think I would wait for a man. But you don't have enough. You don't enjoy being a man. So why don't you get to enjoy being yourself? But yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the women, the women who don't masturbate because they don't like it, it doesn't feel good for them. That's fine, but they yeah. have a good time when they're with a partner. But yeah. at the same time, the my most one of the biggest reasons why women have issues orgasming is because of how society looks at women. And again, we're back to why men are the problem because they judge. But you. sometimes I'm not even blame, and I'm, I would never blame women for anything. But I will say, women don't speak up. Yeah. Enough. Women are not socialized to speak up. That's true. That's true. It took me years to figure out how to say, "Oh, I don't like this. Can you do it this way? Oh, I don't like this. Can you do it that way?" Kind of thing. It took me years. Like yep. even when I think back to relationships, like actual relationships, there's some things that I really wanted to do that I just didn't bring up. I didn't know how I was going to be seen about discussing it or whatever. So I feel like even within ourselves we don't speak up about things or we don't mention things because and we always want to protect people that's one thing about some women yeah. i feel like women always try and protect so you know like so i'll give you an example i was speaking to my friend and he was talking about my female friends and he was like oh they're so gorgeous i'd love to date one of your friends da, 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 da. and i know that he is not the type my friend's type at all but mm. i was like oh no like she's looking for something you know, X, I Papa played it out really sweet and really cute. Like, oh, she's looking for X, Y, Z, so it won't work between you two. I didn't say, oh, it's because she's not attracted to you, it will never work. I just said, oh, she's looking for X, Y, Z, you know, I tried to make it. But then I asked him about one of his mates, and he was like, oh, he don't like, my boy don't like the girls. I was like, oh. They don't protect our feelings the way we protect theirs. I appreciated it. I appreciated it, because I was like, fair, now I know that, like, I will never go there or try and go there. I was like, shit, like, I've spent all this time trying to formulate my wording for you to say to you that my friend can't date you because, you know, she's da-da-da-da-da. When in my hands, like, she don't, she don't find you attractive. And, you know, but I just wanted to be safe. Do you know what I mean? I wanted you to, to feel good. But I don't think we're honest enough with them. We always want to protect their feelings for some reason. And I don't know, I don't know why. Because we're harder to each other. Yeah. Women are harder to each other than they are to men. And I don't know why. I remember, I don't know why. I don't know what I was watching and a room full of women, someone said, raise your hand if you've ever faked an orgasm, right? And everyone put their hand up. Everyone put their hand up, yeah. right? Of course. But do you know and what? Then, we, we, we trivialize, we trivialize it, but sometimes when, when you do say something to men, the reactions can be, the reaction can be violent and sometimes you don't know when, yeah. when yeah, even if you wrong trust them, yeah, yeah. The you can't. Can, can, can be something you didn't think about, plan for, and suddenly you're in a mess. You're like, What the hell, bro? I'm just trying to say, Well, I didn't come. I mean, like, I was saying, mainly meeting time, eight minutes. 
yeah and i'm looking i don't worry i'm gonna fix it don't worry about it oh so yeah basically so what i see is um women are even up until like masters and all these psychologists um, up until recent uh, uh, psychological sciences and stuff, they didn't believe in the pleasure of women and they thought female hysteria was a thing. And the reason why we have vibrators and dildos, it was because they were trying to cure this female hysteria and the doctors, uh, when women were suffering depression and some other mental health things, doctors were um pleasuring them manually and doctors were getting tired and then they invented like vibrators right and dildos like the manual ones and that's how we got to have um vibrators and dildos but women were always told be a good little girl you don't initiate sex you don't you, you do this for procreating and to pleasure your husband and your body belongs to your husband however comma your body don't belong his body don't belong to yours so we have been taught for the longest longest time for a long periodical time that your pleasure and your orgasm and your climax is secondary to his that's why if they come they can stop and then oh they're like did you get yours oh i'm sorry next time babe <laughs> not next time <laughs> there won't be a fucking next time <laughs> and yeah if you if you don't and if you if you express that you didn't come and they were there at the time of their life or if you like i didn't feel anything they get offended and take it personally. Like I said, your grandma was ugly. And she's ugly. What the fuck? Sorry, no, I'm just <laughs> No, well, she might have a mustache, but you know, she's the one who gave the family the pretty um eyes. So we respect <laughs> Nana. <laughs> so but yeah, I, I feel like that whole toxic masculinity and the fragile masculinity is really affirmed by society. And we, for the sake of our safety, which is something that a new dimension you guys have brought into this, we just shut up and put up. And that's sad. It is, Very sad. It is sad. But I think also, I don't think women are taught to talk, talk like, like, like I said, I don't think we're taught to talk up in any situation. Like I was saying to you guys, I got a raise today, but to get, to ask for my raise, bro. I went back and forth, like three people going, oh my God, so should I say, how do I say, what do I say? And I was like, and all I have to say was, Sad. I, I, I'm not sad. Like as a team, like I want a raise. Like yeah, sure. How much you want? I was like, so all this. Yeah. Thing, I spent a whole week saying to myself, and, "Oh my god, I only have one." Says how much you want? Yeah. So I spent so long thinking about it, overdoing it, overthinking it, and it was just a simple a question. And so it's like, yeah, I can't thought to just say things and to mean it and to be, you know, especially um, black women in the work yes. field as well. That's yeah. why typically when you see these stats and stuff and you see these, um, what's the word, statistics of all these things and why black women or women of a certain race or whatever earn less or whatever, it's because we don't, we don't ask because we're too kind of, we're too shy yeah. to ask, we're too scared to ask, we feel like sometimes we'll be penalised if we ask. I remember when I asked for my race and I was like, oh God, and I was only an eye for time and then like, yeah, I asked and I did feel like he kind of tried to make me show my worth which kind of pissed me off but i got the raise anyways without having to do anything but all in all it i had been stressing about it for so much longer than i actually than the conversation to get it that i thought to myself i could have been on this money like fucking months ago do you know yeah. what i mean and i was so irritated yeah. at myself like yeah, but i also I been shopping. think it does it does depend on your employer because i personally feel like 
for example, the place I was working at last time, I asked for a race two or three times. And it was, oh, we'll look into it. And it was also, oh, um, they, come, they always come up with bullshit, to be fair. Mm-hmm. But also, you ha- and I think in terms of that company, that company in general just doesn't like to promote their staff. They don't like to put you forward for anything. They don't like to give you raises. So, so as a whole, that company just didn't, didn't value their employees. I remember one of my, my friend now, I remember she basically said, you know, she wants to raise and they basically, she said, oh, if I don't get it, I'm going to have my notice. They basically said, well, we'll replace you. Like they, some, some companies literally see you so disposable yeah. that they don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's another reason I was just like, you know what? I'm actually so happy I'm leaving this shithole because as a whole, you don't value me as a staff because if I've been here and I'm training people, you're going to try to tell me you'll, you look into or you come up with the next budget cut here, budget cut there, COVID. But that's how that, people, like, that's, how, that's how people should feel with sex. Yeah. yeah. If you do not please me and I'm not fulfilled, I go. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as women, we don't. And I even, like, even me, like, there's one guy... A little bit, be a little bit techy. Let me see if I can. Let me think if he listens. He listens, but I'm saying this with love in it. I'm saying it with love. I'm Give him it a name. Love. His his name is Liam now. Okay, let's say Liam. I'm I'm doing this with love. All right. Basically, <laughs> sorry, go on. I'm about to blow up someone's spot real quick. Basically, Liam deals with ED. For those that don't know what ED is, it's erectile dysfunction, right? So the, the mouth, the mouth is great. The mouth is fantastic. I don't know why I'm doing hand signals because no one else can see us. The, the mouth is fantastic. The mouth is on top, isn't it? Shout out to the mouth. The dick is gorgeous. The dick is long. The dick is not strong. Sometimes... After he's eating me out and I've come and then I see him, you know, attempt and, you know, it's like shoving a fucking, uh, <laughs> shoving a fucking deflating balloon into a hole. Like, sometimes when I, I look at him and I think to myself, like, why are we, why am I doing this? Why are we doing this? You know it's not going to work. Basically, if, if, well, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap it up. I don't want to slate him too much because he's a lovely person. What I'm saying is, if it was the other way around and a guy was sleeping with a woman and he thought the sex was dead, he's not going to call her back. He won't even give her another chance. No. Whereas us will make excuses. I'm not making an excuse for him because obviously ED is a real thing. But really and truly, I don't know why I still... I haven't slept with him in ages, but I don't know why I still... Give it even a go. Entertain. Yeah. Um, I, I've done... I've, I say to my friends all the time, like, if, if I spend one time with you and I don't like you, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really trying to do it again. And the thing about that is, um, actually, I was talking to a guy that I'm guy I'm currently sleeping with now. I was talking to him last night. We we're talking about how um, I he was saying to me the first time he met me, he was like, "Nah, this girl's a bitch." I was like, "Yeah, I am." No, 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 not not like that. It wasn't like he was calling me a bitch. Like we had a conversation. Last, he's like, he was like, he didn't say he didn't call me a bitch. I said a bitch. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, that." Because he don't want, he don't call me a bitch. He was like, "This girl, there's something up." And I was like, yeah, I'm a bitch. She was like, yeah, 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 you, you are. I'm glad you know. I was like, yeah, I know I am. But I think if, if I can spend one time with you and I don't, and I don't feel the need to warm up to you, then I don't want to see you again. Like, now we've seen each other. So why did he, what, what, what was his 
trying to say, he was trying to say like, the next time I saw you, you were so much better. And because I was saying to him, I don't really see men more than once. He was like, if you give men that second chance to see you after that first time where you're not as frosty and you're kind. I was like, but no, because that first, the reason, the reason you get to see me a second time is because we had a, I came to you and I was that person and you adjusted around that person. Because there are men who, mm-hmm. if I come at you and I'm a nice, and I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm a, I think I'm, you know, I struggle with being a nice person, but I think I'm, I'm okay to be around. And I think if I'm with you and I don't, if I come to you and, and, I'm, and I'm just being myself and I'm being um, like just calm and stuff around you, I feel like men take advantage of that. The fact that, you know, you're just, yeah. you're just so much, you know, freer. And then just take the piss. It's like, no. So therefore you're going to get this person who isn't, who looks like they don't take shit. So you don't give me shit. So, 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 you know, we don't, so, so now as a man, you know, there's a version of me, you never, never want to see, never want to see again. And so you stay from that version of me. And that's, and that's, that's a good place for us to be. There's a version of me you don't like seeing, you don't want to be around. And we stay from that version of me and we're good. As long as you know that she exists. So I think mm-hmm. if you, if you don't let them see all of you, if you don't let them like be around all of you, it does get, it, it's, and cause, cause of how last year was with men, it's like, mm, I, I like I like being the tough nut. Thanks very much. It works for me. Everybody here, Kimmy. I can completely uh, understand and agree uh, with that. Yeah, no, I, I think I do. I think recently, when like I said, hello, husband has been very okay. minuscule to nothing. So I don't have. I just don't have the tolerance or the patience for for a second time. Mm-hmm. I really don't, and I'm just like, yeah, I just I. I just I can't move to do this. It's kind of like you know when um, like you know the same energy like when you try to go on a date and you arrange a date and then it doesn't happen the first time and then you try again and you're like okay I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm I'm I've actually stopped giving the benefit of the doubt now because I'm just like I don't have time to waste. I don't have energy to waste and let's just leave it here. Like let's just not force it. Like I said after the second time, just let's let's not force it like leave me alone you can see my I'm, I'm a true believer of what's meant to be is meant to be yeah like, like you can you can like my picture you can comment you can say what you want to say but don't message me talking about oh um when you're free i'm trying to take you out no you're not because when i agreed the other two times it was the next bullshit <laughs> so you're wasting my time i don't have time for this um and in terms of anything else like i'm just like yeah if i didn't enjoy the first time if even then if i don't enjoy our conversation or the first, I don't know how to explain it, like, I don't know, you can say something so dumb in the first, first bit of conversation that will write, like, I will write you off straight away. Like, it doesn't have to be anything too serious, I'm just like, yeah, no. You said something that was just so dumb, and I, I'm not about to explain this to you. If I have to teach you, or not necessarily teach, but if I have to, um, to, to, I don't know if you have a view about certain things right especially when it comes to women and certain things I'm just like yeah no I'm not going there like we're not even going to get to this bit we're just not doing that I, I just don't have the energy for it and I don't have time for it just leave me alone because <laughs> I'm not for you we're not equally yoked let's just leave it there right. you know how about you? how about you Kimmy <laughs> if someone if someone you sleep with is not giving you the drillings that you desire do you give them a second chance or what do you do? 
Should I tell the story that makes you guys judge me forever and look at me in a different light? We don't, don't judge! judge. <laughs> anybody, don't trust me. We've done it all. Literally. I'm sure we've given I second chances been. to people who didn't deserve it, so... <laughs> I should have been anonymous for this. I should have yep. been anonymous for this. <laughs> Motherfucker. Okay, well, we're here. Um, <laughs> so my friend, I'm going to tell you what happened to my friend, not me, okay. right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so my friend, right, she told me the story and... I have not been able to get it out of my head. I can't tell you my business, so I'm gonna tell you my friend's story. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so sis, right? She's seeing this uh, non-melanated man. Hmm. She, somebody, she's nineteen, some shit, and they are high school sixth form sweethearts, whatever. We're going to give him his name, Oluwatobi. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oluwatobi the colonizer. <laughs> take the Oluwa, take the Oluwa out of it. Just give me a Toby. The Toby, the Toby. The Toby. The Toby. The name isn't, doesn't, just doesn't, Toby. name doesn't need the skin tone, but go on, tell us. <laughs> Mabinu Oluwa, sorry. Well, so, so, <laughs> Ayodele, the colonizer. Mm. <laughs> so, what happened? So, she's talking about um, the first time. So, he was always going down on her, which was different because she'd been dealing with uh, the melanated kind. And at that time, back then, they weren't too keen on what they called bullcat. Oh, and... So this guy was very enthusiastic. And then so she was like, let's return the favor. You deserve this puppy. But sis is a bit neurotic and a bit OCD-ish, like legit diagnosed mild OCD. So she said, let me inspect the area that is going to go in my mouth. No, no. Oh, no. I'm scared. This is very Ohlone, um, you know. I'm, I'm actually terrified to hear I'm, this. I'm, so, uh, of I course, mean, Ayodele, the colonizer, is not circumcised, of course. Okay, okay. So, she peels back oh, the veil. No, no, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> Peel, peels back the skin, mm. and there's a whole cheese factory, like a, like a like a culture going on a cheese culture going on right instead of leaving there and then saying you were nasty ass motherfucker what does she do she didn't she didn't she did she no 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 she goes to the bathroom takes a wet rag a towel like a, a face towel with some soap and then a dry one and some q-tips cleans this grown man grown ass man and then orders him to go and take a shower and then did the do wow he stayed with him on and off though dysfunctional for another year and a half you know what we, 
your friend your friend is smarter than hundreds of people who didn't do that because yeah like, they didn't have the guts to and say go shower bro <laughs> and the decorum to tell and she got the rag out and you know what i mean i love that about her so your friend is your friend is all right the others that was slobbing and globbing on yeah, shoes and uh, those are the ones that need to talk to their pastor real quick because that doesn't make sense <laughs> it doesn't make any sense why would so, you you wouldn't eat gone off you wouldn't eat out of date food why yeah, would you put something in your mouth that's, that's dirty that. Talking about God will be swallowing me and he stinks wait, wait. like... Did he, did he keep it clean for the rest of that, for, for the year and a half we were together then? Did he know to keep it So she says that um, she kind of, he felt really offended and he was very defensive and he was like, his dad never told him how to clean down there. So like, how was he supposed to know? Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, that was her first white guy, and she's like, Oh, what is this culture shock? Blah blah blah. So, yeah, the story goes, um, you know, she would tell him, Go shower, and he was whipped by the WAP, so he would go shower and then he would go drown in the WAP. Okay, I mean, it gave. That wasn't too bad. I thought it was gonna get you know. That, that was I was so afraid about. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, that was a, a scary story with a spin. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it had a good ending. Like, yeah, like, that wasn't that too was, bad, what, you know. What, what did y'all think? Uh, and then she took oh, a knife and the cracker was like. Did you not see me bring my my bonnet? Did you not see my bonnet? Literally, I was just. I didn't think I could look you in the eye. I thought I was gonna have to look at you like this for the rest of the episode. Like your friend, your friend. I thought I was gonna have to be like, oh, I can't look at your friend ever again. <laughs> Listen, no, I am um... representative for my friend and uh, <laughs> interracial dating and the woes oh. and how it didn't work and she's been scared ever since and she's gone back to Melbourne. We've all not we've all been there, but it's some of us have we've all been there. No, it's not all we've all been there. But it's you know, for this, some of us who have dated for some of us who have dated men from other races. Yeah, cleanliness is something that is definitely important. Definitely something you have to bring up to them. I've, I've never actually experienced that, you know. I haven't experienced really? it either. Thankfully, the guys no. that I was... Yeah, the ones that I've dealt with are very much chip-chopped, very, like... I want to say... I don't want to say OCD, but they're very, like... No. Shower, everything. They, were just my, they had waxes. They had all them things there. They were That's shaving. That's good. I have one... They, they were on it. <laughs> my embarrassing story is from an African guy. That's why I'm just, like... Like, I didn't do anything but I was you know when you're about to suck someone's dick but I could smell his booty I was like how can I smell your booty when I remember I you mentioned this story yeah yeah that that shit ruined me so I've never slept with men I'm screaming because now I realise what country he's from oh. <laughs> no you know I've never I think yeah luckily I've, I've never really had any like hygiene horror stories so, listen, listen. I think I've been quote unquote blessed in that. In that, in oh, that. I didn't do it, thank God, because the smell was just too much. So I left, but I let him go. But um, no, it you was know, a the scary problem, moment. The problem is, women 
like so if you you're not comfortable to even say that you're not doing this right keep on doing this go to the side oh i like that and you if you aren't even moaning right and like not giving feedback because that's a thing right women aren't mm. even saying oh do that keep on doing that oh i like that they're just taught to just go oh yeah and that's it <laughs> you know what no actually i want to i'm gonna have to actually uh, with this um i'm gonna have to disagree with this i've been quote unquote pulled up on not giving feedback right yes but my whole thing is why do what like my whole thing is if i've but again it it kind of goes by saying if women are vacant it's hard to for them to visually see that i've enjoyed it but my whole thing is if i've invited you back the second time why do you need the feedback (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you know what I mean it's just like no, if I, that's not how it that's not how it works babe because I know it's not but like I said for me personally I'm just like yeah but if I if I because I know that after the first time if, if I don't enjoy it there is no second time so it's like if I've invited you back yeah but that person might have a a, a bad first session like everyone has a bad first I don't I don't score people on the first time you have sex because I feel like the first time you have sex with someone is like the first time you try on a brand new bra. It doesn't feel comfortable, but after a minute, it starts to, you know, do yeah. its job. So mm-hmm. I, don't judge people no, the, I, definitely... I can't judge people on the first time. Listen, I had an impression. I think it, it has time. to depend on the circumstance. Like I said, I've definitely been out and then the first time wasn't the best, but just because of the f- we were on an influence to where it was like, it made sense if that makes any sense or there was like had a really long day it made sense as to why then i'll give like a second chance i'd be like okay no i'll I'll give you that benefit of doubt type of thing but if that wasn't if we didn't have conversations of having it being a really long day or any other stuff around it i don't do that i don't i don't really give second chances I feel like uh, sex is as much communication as it is even the unspoken things, even the, it's a routine. So once you, there's certain things, maybe ground rules, you kind of have to say like, listen, so don't expect this and this from me. This is what this is. And some people feel like you're a jerk when you lay down, you lay out your plan and Mm. your preferences and you're like, so this is also another reason why I don't do so I don't necessarily give feedback because I tell you what I like in mm-hmm. I like to have the conversation beforehand rather than after so I want you to know what I like beforehand what I don't like beforehand rather than saying it after the fact like there was an occasion where um we didn't really have that conversations about likes and dislikes and then we had the conversation after but then I didn't also, I, after, the, after that, I didn't, after we had the conversation, I didn't really want to have sex with him again because I'm just like, mm, no. <laughs> like, it was just not. Wow. Come on, Simon Carl of sex. <laughs> it's, a, like, knew... it's a no for me, dog. Like, like wow. No, but literally, it was just that I just didn't. It was just like, I'm just like, yeah, I don't think, I don't think we, on, we will mesh together in any way. Like, there's going to be, in, there's, Based on after the conversation, like I said, that one time I didn't have the conversation before, I'm just like, yeah, I don't, having a conversation after just means that there's going to be a lot of teaching that I have to give to you. And I don't like to teach people. Like, I really don't like to do that. You don't have the patience. <laughs> I don't have the patience. I'm, I'm really not a very patient person. So I don't have the patience to be teaching you. So the fact that I just feel like I'm going to have to be teaching you there to say, no, you're going a bit too hard or um, you're still a bit too rough or I don't really like that. 
like or there's too much saliva in this area and there's just I'm just not here for it <laughs> so um yeah no it's, it's a no for me I think because I don't talk about I don't talk about sex with men or I have sex with men so like when I say that I mean like if I'm seeing someone or dating someone sex is the last thing we discuss because I don't really like talking about sex anyways it's funny because I have a sex podcast um but (laughs) it's when we are actually together like when we're together and we're just talk like in each other's presence and we're like maybe we're on a day or we've gone back to each other's house for coffee or whatever and then we have that conversation then I'm like oh what do you like oh because my thing is I always typically know that what I like is going to be 10 times more extreme than what he probably likes and the shit I'm into come on freak a lick no. come on freak of the week come on <laughs> yeah. the shit I'm into is typically going to be a, a lot more extreme than his shit because I feel like there's, I feel like guys like sex, but they're not really into kink. Like there's kink men, yeah. but guys like fucking, they don't like, they don't, they don't care about the kids. They care about the fucking. And what you're talking about is a certain demographic of men. So young black men that we're dealing with now, that's what they like. But let's say like an older guy, like a the Oibo guy, like this. No, but you know what? Men. No, like even to be honest, you'd be surprised. Like even men in their like I find thirties, thirty threes, right? Even them, they still don't know the full aspect of what it is to have sex. A lot of them are very my, much used to just fucking that rabbit. Yeah, they don't I've know. Turned, I've turned my kangaroo out, out. I've turned my kangaroo out. I've turned him out. Like sometimes people like. What? the fuck like i'll say something we'll, we'll, we'll joke so what i do my way of introducing kink is we'll joke so like if he might say something i'll be like oh let me put it in your ass and he'll be like like he might be like oh i really like, want this I'll be like, oh let me put it in your ass and he'll be like come on peggy come on come peggy on, the fuck? and i'll be like okay so he's not into that do you know what i mean but i try and gauge it <laughs> I try yes, and gauge how you are by making jokes. Do you know what I mean? And that's the kind of way I can't, I cannot, I, I don't know how you do it, really. Or I think, do you do that as well, Topaz, when you talk about sex before you meet up with people? Yeah, I don't know how you don't do it because I wouldn't even know how to, like, at what point of the conversation do you go into sex? Do you know what it is? Yeah. I'm on the opposite side of that, in which, of which is, I, every time, every time I don't talk about what I like sexually, the sex isn't what I want to be in. Like it's always so vanilla. Yes. Sense. Yes. And so I'm, and so I'm always stuck in this place of, if I bring it up too early, will he now put me in this box of she's just trying to fuck? Which usually I am, so that's fine. But um, <laughs> she's a savage. <laughs> but, um, but I want to know that you. I think maybe it might be the kind of men that we like as well. I like a certain kind of men that you don't like. And so that's what it is. I think I think it's the kind of man I like has a certain kind of they just tend to be old and mostly boring, which is fine in 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 a way, but when it comes to sex, it's not the best. If that okay, makes what do you mean by old? Like what's your I, age? Oh, I I'm very open to uh I think I think I think I would date a guy who's 45. <laughs> I'd be quite happy. Okay, so I'm That's the same. My, my yeah. friends are like, you know, I, they, they think I'm going to marry a 70-year-old man, but 
I don't mind. I, I, I like older guys and I'm open to dating and my options, um, like my demographic on so, my dating apps are very yeah. open. So I've just peaked, like based on um, the question that you just asked Amethyst, for me, um, I've actually realized, just like going back on history, like if I really want to date you or not. <laughs> so like, you know how men put you in a box? Mm. I too put men in a box. So that's true also yeah so like for me like I put I they, like I said there's certain like there's certain men that I just personally just want to experience right and I, like I said it's I've just had to, I've been looking back and just like what's the word dissecting this behavior of mine because I feel like it's been quite dis- um, self-destructive but um anyways that's that's another hero there story but i I put men in a box. Like, you know, I think in our group chat, we mentioned how I kind of treat men sometimes like human, human, human dildos, basically. So it really does depend on how I see you. And if I just see you as someone that you have a nice face and I just want to fuck, then I don't mind. I don't, I don't care if that conversation comes up early. And I, I, savage. I, I love it. I, honestly, I'm not savage because I'd be crying over some shit, right? But... Men push sex at you. Or, or, it's just that you sometimes. I'm not, I'm not saying you per se. I'm just saying sometimes you you ignore because honestly I can't be asked to talk about with you. But sometimes I let I let them push, and it's like when they push, it's like you're so boring. This is so boring. Yeah. So I also it, allow them to do help, that too. Help you push because I can push push. But if we, yeah, if we go down go down that, that road. You better be good at it because otherwise this is a boring conversation. Yeah. So I also do that. So yes. depending on the box I put you in, I will give you that extra you know room to but if I'm when it comes to me like seriously dating someone I often don't have the conversation very early on but if it's like a but then again it's if if it's kind of you fall into something so if it becomes a case of it it's someone that I've been I'm like friendly with or I become I'm friends with and then we end up having um more relations beyond that then it's a bit different um but if it's someone that I just strongly just meet and I'm just like this is the box you're in and then that's it <laughs> I don't actually ever see me in a relationship with you like at all will you still be friends with that person that you put in that box um yeah see but yeah <laughs> yeah wow okay yeah see I I my my so I have my hose and then I have main there's kangaroo jack is in this house. Yes, hoes. But then, like I said, I have often, kangaroo jack is a name, and then all the others is hoes. But I'm friends with everyone. Yeah, so I will be like, except, but there's there's also levels to I want to say that friendship as well. Mm-hmm. So again, even though we have those conversations, I do know that there's certain there's certain type of relationship that is built beyond what we are. So it's, it's built on just beyond the sexual relation. There's always other layers to it. So it's never just that and nothing else. So there's definitely some of them that are just strictly just, just sex. And then there's other ones that are, well, the ones that are just sex, I'll say that's my hose, <laughs> if that makes any sense. And then the other ones is like, that's my friend or that's an acquaintance or whatever it is. Um, or SWB, whatever it is. So there's definitely, like I said, for me, there's levels to it. And it's, even if we stop sexually have, like having a relationship sexually we're still able to maintain a relationship beyond that um and then a lot of those ones tend to be really great friends to me <laughs> beyond that so it's that's like that's very evolved 
So that's that's just that's I I just really recently realized I put men in boxes the same way men put women in boxes. Mm. I do the same with them. I'm just like, yeah. You savage me, I savage you back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't actually talked to Kimmy about why she's here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been enjoying this. I love this. I haven't had any girl time in a long time. You haven't what, sorry? I haven't had any girly time in a very long time, so this is so good. I'm glad we're feeding. Um, we wanted to talk to about... Because you, I asked you today, Kimmy, um, what your disabled, what am I going to, disability is, and you sent me a list of things I've never seen before in my life. So talk to us about what your disability is, please. So in a nutshell, I suffer from chronic illness, right? And I have a lot of health issues that come with that so I was born with um a heart condition and I didn't know of this heart condition for the longest time so I was operational I was living my life I was doing out here doing things but I have I was kind of a ticking time bomb because the thing with this heart condition is that you could have a a cardiac arrest right so I kind of had to um when I was 21 years old I was in a band rehearsal so I went to culinary school I was working for celebrity chef I worked for Jamie Oliver worked for Raymond Blanc I was a private chef I was enjoying life I was relatively healthy and then I was like you know what I'm doing my chef thing but I want to do music so that's like my my life so I was doing music one day in a rehearsal I pass out in a doorway trying to go out for air because I've been feeling dizzy and the ambulance is called because my chest is like painful and tight and I pass out. And then, so they do an ECG on me and they look at each other and they're like, oh, Wolf Parkinson White Syndrome. I said, uh-uh, whose granddaddy is that? Like, who, who, who is Wolf Parkinson White Syndrome? And I rebuke him. Who is he? And then they were like, uh, yeah, you have that. And we need to rush you to the hospital. And if we don't, you could have a cardiac arrest. So long story short, this was in May, July, 12 days after my 21st birthday, I was having a heart surgery and it didn't go very well. I have visceral memories of literally flapping like a fish out of water on the operating table and um, they didn't fix my problem. And uh, yeah, I, I just was messed up. And then because they did, did it through arteries in my groin, they went too deep in my groin. So then I had a limp and nerve damage in my right groin. But fast forward in 2012, I get struck by memory loss, vision um, problems, and I just get really ill. And then I get diagnosed with idiopathic intracranial hypertension. And I was blind for um, two weeks. And it took about three months for my vision to come back. And, uh, you know, um, they did uh, my first lumbar puncture and my leg kicked out on the table because they had severed a nerve. And ever since then, I wasn't able to walk. 
and I've had 20 lumbar punctures ever since then. So since then I've been diagnosed with chronic anemia. I have to literally like, okay, so I have short-term memory loss from uh, idiopathic intracranial hypertension. So I have to be like, okay, what, what have I been diagnosed with again? So it's idiopathic intracranial hypertension, Wolf-Parkinson-White syndrome, chronic anemia, type 1 diabetes, my 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 pancreas decided to just be like fuck you and then it stopped working uh one summer and i nearly went into a coma and yeah <laughs> and then chronic fatigue syndrome um i'm asthmatic as you can hear in the wheezing <gasps> and then muscle atrophy from being been pumped for six years and then uh severe nerve pain i've had 20 lumbar punctures like i said which means I was I was I've been had to relearn to walk ten times, and I've had a brain surgery where they drilled a hole in my head and they put a probe in for twenty four hours, and I've had loads and loads of procedures. But yeah, they, there's been crap. But out of it, I got double black disabled and a voice to represent disabled people. That's a lot. How does one person? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that was like that's that's a lot, and you're still yeah. laughing. Like that's that's so great. Like, it's all that's. Do you know what I've learned? Do you know what I've learned about some black disabled women that although they have gone through the fucking ringa, they are always the most uplifting people to be around. And the reason I say that is from my own experience with my mom. My mom is disabled. And let me tell you, that woman is a fucking light in a very dark and dingy world that we live in. Like, she is my whole everything. And I look at her when I'm going through all my little nonsensical dramas and bullshit. And I look at her and I turn to her and she just gives me, she pours into me such light and such love. I speak to myself, God, like, the world is such a crazy place. Like, so crazy. And we don't know how fucking good we've got it until we hear other people's stories or we see other people in action or whatever. We don't know how how good we've got it. And, you know, when you were saying everything, I was just like... And I could hear even your voice, like, as everything you're listing, and you still said it in such an upbeat way. Do you know what I mean? Like, Kimmy, that's... (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you're outstanding because... I kid you not, I'll get a spot and be like, oh my God! Like, literally, I'll get a spot and be like, one of my enemies tried to fuck me over, Satan is trying to come for me. All this bullshit about something nonsensical. And then I have to remember, I'm really getting to my head like, there is bigger things in this world and people are going through a lot of shit. Like, and they, they keep going. So no, shout out to you because you've had us busting up for the longest time. We even forgot the main topic. <laughs> the of main topic of this. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? We forgot the main discussion, the topic of and this is why I this is why this series, this whole sex and disabilities series was so important because you know I I'm not going to put out my mom's business. But I look to women and I think to myself, okay, like, you're still young, you're still vibrant. How do you do it? You know, not how society thinks you do it, but how do you do it? You tell, I want to hear yeah, from like, you yeah. how you live your best fucking life. I know you can live your best fucking life. Not everyone can, but I want to hear, for the women who, who people might look at and be like, oh, 
you know, I've, I've seen the looks people have given my mum before and I've seen the, oh, how, how is it? And they, always put, they always kind of talk to her with this voice, like, oh, are you okay? And I'm always looking at them like, look at this fucking trick. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, why are people giving that energy? I hate that energy. It's like <laughs> fake. <laughs> you know, yes. Do you know what I mean? The voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's I just the sympathy, so I get it. How do you fuck, basically, is what my question, our question to you is, how do you fuck and how do you have a good time at doing it? So her name is Morphine, um, <laughs> and his name is Jesus, <laughs> hallelujah. No, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, you know what? So uh, for the longest time, being bed bound for like six years, in the last year is the year I've been like, bitch, you're about to turn 30 and you have nothing to show for it. Pull yourself by your bootstraps and do, oh, I hate that. Racist white people use that. Uh, pull yourself by your penny straps um, and <laughs> do something with your life, right? I am the same girl, so you can't hear this on TV on, on, um, on the, the podcast, but I'll show you the medication I take daily. Mm-hmm. I have to take like about 84 capsules a day and miss morphine when the pain gets too much, right? But I work from my bed for a reason because even on the days I can't do it. I'm still working because I have a goal. I have a vision board instead of a TV in my room. That was very intentional. They wanted to give me a hospital bed. And I said, uh, no, I am uh, planning for my future and there is no sickness and pity in my future. So give me an orthopedic, uh, post-orthopedic. Um, uh, uh, I bought it myself and I bought my bed. And then I asked for a bed raiser. That's why you can see the back of my bed because it sits me up and it supports me because I can't sleep laying down because of my brain pressure. So I literally sleep sitting up. What I do is just get up answer emails, liaise with collaborations, you know, shop online. <laughs> and and um, I have carers that come in every day and they help me with the everyday stuff. Um, I can't bend over and do the washing up. I can't do the certain um, executive function tasks. So there are people who come in and do that. Yeah, I have to pay, but, you know, it's a small price for for the freedom it gives me so I have made peace with the things I can't do some days I'm okay enough to sit on my perching stool on like my high stool and cook something sitting down and post it on my food blog on my curated by a queen on Instagram but some days Miss Deliveroo comes in right on time. Hallelujah, somebody. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, Deliveroo is that bitch. So Deliveroo is that bitch. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So it's just a thing of you have to know yourself, your goals, your limitations, and you have to know um how to use the people around you and delegate because I'm a, I'll do it myself kind of person and I'll run myself rugged to this day. And uh, I'm learning to let go 
some things I can't do for myself. Though when people don't do it, people are just 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 messy, just scatter scatter. They just don't do it well. And I've, I have a standard that's just as high as the Eiffel Tower. And then they just do it small small. Just ah, I don't like it. <laughs> but I have to have the grace to say, okay, I don't have the bandwidth i don't have the energy i don't have the time to do this so i have to let go because i asked for this to be done and not everything is going to be my way let it go literally elsa style let it go and my edges are growing back you know hallelujah and um i i have so much more peace and i I literally redid my vision board. I wrote my goals down. And within a week, some of the goals are coming to pass. So it's all about focus and let go. You know. No, I hear that. Regarding your sex life. (laughs) Ask away because I have an Um, embarrassing story that I'm debating whether or not I should say. Okay, so yeah, my question is, um, how do you like inform someone, and like how what's the dating process for you when it comes to like comes to get like having sex? Like, what's the process? So, because I'm not out a lot, when I do go out, let's say I meet a guy on the off chance, like last time I uh, went out to Camden, then a guy's like, um, I meet all the wrong guys. So the guys I really like are acting aloof and they don't see me. And then the weird uncleicious uncle guy that has the creepy energy is a club on your drink, <sighs> breathing up my oh neck. My and so um, that's the point. I'm like, uh, make sure she makes it. I'll take any drink I can get uh, because this t- these tits are not out for nothing. So uh, make sure that she makes it and all the alcohol was closed and I can watch you and thank you, but don't talk to me, don't touch me, don't look at me. Thank you, have a nice day. However, comma, online dating, right? So uh, at the moment, I use Bumble and Bumble for me is just on a Saturday to sit there and people watch and laugh at people because I'm really not serious about that. Like, I'm not about that life. But in the past, I've met guys that ended up being constant, consistent dick for me. And uh, because I've not really looked for a relationship of them, they haven't exemplified what I want in a husband. I've not really ended up pursuing anything relationship-wise with them. But the apps are made for your girl because I'm like, I have pictures of me with crutches on my bumble. Um, I'm like, I'm a disability, um, visibility activist and, you know, I'm a full plus size model. I'm all about body positivity. I lay my cards out and I tell you, if you want that, you want that. Now that opens up for fetishism, people that fetishize you. However, somewhere in there, they're good guys. And they're sometimes virtue signaling people that want to overcompensate they're like i don't even see your disability well you don't see me then bitch so you know sorry that part that point i don't oh you you don't look disabled oh that that fucking line that Uh, line is so 
<laughs> oh I just God. I don't. How do you not like shoot people with your eyes? I shoot them with shade, and I'm like, okay. uh, your mother does look stupid, but she is. Ah, Ah, yeah, me. Okay, so uh, I have no problem being a, being a savage, being a jerk. But if times don't call for that, I'm like, uh, so this is the point I exit. Have a good life. Have a good day. Fix your edges. That bold patch is not very becoming. Um, okay. You know, I used to get to- you to teach my mom how to... I used to teach my mom how to be shady because she won't learn it from me. She don't want to learn how to be shady from me, but she she might listen to you. I'm going to get you to teach her because she'll just be like, mm. like, she doesn't know how to be like, uh-uh. she'll just uh-uh. be like, she'll just be, she'll be quiet and then she'll kind of like, she'll, we'll talk about it after, be like, are you all right? And she'll be like, no, it really irritated me. And I'm like, why don't you, why don't you say something? And she'll be like, oh, what can I say? And I'm like, you no. irritate me, I irritate your demons. Huh? You irritate me, I irritate your ancestors. You irritate oh me, God. I irritate your yash. <laughs> come for me, I come for your descendants. Who are you? That's it, like, oh my God. Uh, yeah, no, so what it is, is uh, people, this is why uh, we have dope like disabled, right? To raise visibility and stuff, because people genuinely don't have the etiquette. People genuinely want to like touch your walking aid. People genuinely unsolicitedly want to help you to walk. People genuinely like, so what's wrong with you? And I'm like, what was wrong with your parents? Like when they bumped nasties and then nine months later, the world was cursed with this. What was wrong with them? What do you think it is? Do you think it's confusion or no? Like, where do you think people don't know how to deal with this like don't know how to just chill why do you think it is what i think it is is lack of education ignorance lack of cooth and uh etiquette and disability is a topic that's been very taboo for a long time because people until recent history they've locked away their disabled people there are rumors about there being a disabled royal uh of our royal family but he's been locked away and we don't know about him or see him so and even now in africa it's either like you know um disabled people are used for rituals or accused for witchcraft or locked away as well and ostracized and you know so we haven't had the best history as disabled people of people dealing us and seeing our humanity. And when I talk to people, we had a live with Adia Depitan um, a while ago. And I was saying, just, I'm okay with you as long as you see my humanity first. I'm okay with you as long as you put some respect on my name. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we're good because the savage doesn't have to come out because savage mode really is protecting protection mode because you know if you don't protect yourself out here people take you for a month even if you're not disabled people will still take you for a month so imagine if you're disabled and people perceive weakness from you so i have to come extra hard and be like you know what who's not to you know do you know that the 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 saying anybody got time for that that's on my birth certificate. That's my middle name. I am Kimmy Enobargatav, that's Sogo. So don't mess with me. Yeah. I think that savage that you've described, I think that is me for my mom. 
So the yes. standards that she is not, that is me for my mum. So I'm so, I am quite overprotective over her. And I do, and I know she, sometimes she gets irritated because she's like, I'm the mum, you're the daughter, like kind yeah. of thing. But when I see, every, it's one thing to be disabled, which I'm not, right? But it's to yeah. be like a carer and to watch how the world acts around disabled people, yes. especially black women, especially African, especially, you know, Yes. It's, it's so infuriating, but at the same time confusing. Because everyone talks yeah. about having having empathy and being nice and you know we have we have Special Olympics and everything's good because we make a couple of disabled staircases and the stations and stuff. But you really realize this world is really not built for people with disabilities. Even though disabilities have been around forever, this world still hasn't caught up. From cash points to train stations to shops to restaurants to this to that, people never have disabled people, and not enough companies have disabled people in mind. And it's 2021, and it fucking makes me sick. Like, yeah. So the thing is, right? So some of what you described is tokenism versus inclusion, and some people have a quota to fill. And some people believe for their own emotional porn, which is why people see someone disabled, someone with a walking aid, someone blind, someone anything. Oh my gosh, that's so, you were so inspirational. I woke up like this in the words of Prophetess Beyonce. Don't mess, like, I, I, what is inspirational about me waking up, washing my ash, and going about my day? I'm just like you. I just happen to have a disability and have more obstacles to deal with. But Mm -hmm. don't inspiration porn me, right? So Mm -hmm. that's where tokenism comes in because people feel for their own virtue signaling, for them to feel like good people and for them to get their rocks off and get their their own uh, altruism orgasms, right? They're like, oh, oh, we, we, we had a disabled person here. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And that's why they will write in disabled uh, uh, characters, not as the protagonists in arts, in films, in in in, in TV, but they'll be like, "Well, we, we, we've dis- there's a disabled character, and yet it's played by a non-disabled actor." So again, tokenism, and the the character is all about being disabled. They don't have any depth. They don't they don't have anything about them. So this world, when you see disability, I've started to say, is this tokenism or is this representation or is this real diversity? Right. And I always have to check in with myself and my gut. I call, you know, I call this uh, uh, inner gut area, this gut feeling, my Shondo and my Shanana, because I was raised in church. So, you know, that's where I really feel things. I'm like, does my Shondo and my Shanana feel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Yep, yep. Inclusion, diversity. But when my Shondo and my Shanana are like bullshit, I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, uh, tokenism. This is tokenism. Mm. But um, at the same time, like there is nothing uh, bad about you advocating for your mom, by the way, because you love her and you're seeing her going through things. It might be different that now you're older and you've developed your voice. And when you see things, you now feel the impetus to stand up for her because you love her. And that's how you show your love. And you don't want to see anyone. You're like, I can mess with, but you don't mess with her. Like, that's my mama. You don't get to do that. 
So it's like it changes dynamic and it's going to happen to every relationship when it comes to when we get older because there's a dynamic change. Our parents start to need us. And so the role of a carer for a disabled person requires as much assistance and love and support as it does advocacy and standing up and telling people to back off. So there, there must be a way to communicate that part of my role of loving you and being your daughter and not trying to be a parent is advocating for you because I love you too much to let you go through this and say, oh, you both just come in your face and be like, ah, sorry. Oh my gosh, what happened to you? Oh, oh my gosh. I have to be able to be like, ah, back off. Let me be a bouncer because that's my love language and that's how I show love to you. And I want to protect you against Karen's and Kevin's, you know. I hear that because I get so, I feel like sometimes I get more annoyed than she is. And she, she's, like I said, she's such a calm person and she'll just, like, and I'll just be, I just get really annoyed. But I think I'm learning to just be like, when I get annoyed, it upsets her as well. So I don't want to upset her. Yeah. So I'm just going to, yeah. Hold it, check in with her after the situation and kind of deal with it then. But I've learned, I've definitely learned a lot because she, she wasn't born with her um, disability. It kind of happened later, to her, later in life for her. So I've, I've managed to experience my mom being fully able to not being fully able. Whereas for like my siblings, my youngest sister, she's never seen my mom fully able right and she's never been able to experience that with her so I think for me it even took me some time to be like when she would say oh I, you know she doesn't feel well or this or you know her body's hurting I used to be like dramatic much like you know what I mean I used to think oh yeah. you know, being dramatic like what the hell kind of thing and I it took me obviously I left to go to uni and then I moved out permanently and I think it took me one day where I'd gone back home and she stopped driving and I was like, oh, come on, take me out. She was like, no, I can't drive anymore. And I was like, stop it. Like, you know, I was like, come on, like, get up. And she was like, no, I can't do it. And I just remember being like, I think that's the moment I realized this, this shit is real. And she's got muscular dystrophy. So it, yes. I'm going to simplify it because I don't want to ruin it or bastardize what it is. But basically, it's a breakdown of your muscles. So basically, your muscles just wear out. So... Yeah. You don't really think about muscles, how the importance of muscles until they stop muscle working. mass. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Muscle mus- is literally eating away at your muscle mass as time goes on. That's it, and it can affect you in so many ways. So although it's eating at your muscles, it can affect your breathing, it can affect your weight, it can affect this, it can affect so many other things. Like you know, when you mentioned the bed that you have that lifts you up and down, we have one of those at my parents' house. Um, she hasn't got it in her main room but she has it in her spare room because like in some ways like you she didn't want that she didn't want to have her room filled with hospital beds and this and that and because she's with my like my dad and her still together and everything she didn't want she just didn't want it in her room she kind of wanted it in another room like a room downstairs but um I think it took me some time because you know, before I would see people make jokes about disability and I kind of keep quiet and stuff and mm-hmm. be like, oh, let me not keep quiet. And then it got to the point where I was like, you think this is, like, people making jokes about you think it's funny, you think it's a game, like, you think, and, you know, some people say, oh, it's not that serious, you're not this, you know, they assume because you're not in a situation, then everything's cool, but then you have to tell people, like, no, it doesn't matter, it's wrong to 
it's wrong to make jokes. It's wrong to look at people in a different way. It's wrong. It's wrong to judge people for disability. And it's just been a massive learning curve to me. But I've really mm. just enjoyed speaking to women and people and learning more for myself because, you know, I can't learn unless I listen. Yeah, the thing is, like, as you said something earlier that's very interesting that. I, I made a quote on Dope Black Disabled that says that uh, being black and disabled is double jeopardy, but uh, triple jeopardy when you're a woman in a system that is set up for the antithesis of who you are. You are not the archetype the system was designed around, so the straight white male. Therefore, every obstacle you face is by design. The knowledge of this is the f- the uh, of this fact is the beginning of freedom and a fight for equality. So every woman that you speak to, all the sisters, we know that we're not the straight white male, straight non-disabled white male. So the system was not built for us, right? The system was built for a certain like archetype to the point where there are cities where the benches, the benches are, they have these um, metal handles on them so that homeless people can't sleep on the benches. And um, it, it's, it's the system, the system is very um, difficult for people that aren't rich or even just middle class or even just, you can pass off as rich, just that straight white male archetype. So imagine then being the complete opposite. You're not male, you're a woman. You're not white, you're black. You're not able-bodied, you're disabled. Everything that the system is designed to do works against you, right? So black women, we've had to liberate ourselves. I've had to decolonize down to my faith. As a Christian, I had a, a, a grapple. And for me to remain a Christian, I had to embrace black liberation the- theology. The fact that Jesus would be talking about Black Lives Matter. He would be sitting with the gay people, the everyone. He wouldn't be sitting with the holier than thou, you know, all of this. And the fact that your sexuality doesn't make you a bad person, all of this stuff. And I'm the person at the party who is lobbying and talking about that's homophobic, that's transphobic. This is why you're wrong. This is why you're that. Because I know what it is to be ostracized. And as Black people, we really should be knowing better, right? But it seems like when you're an oppressed group, when you find a little bit of power, you do oppre- you do try and oppress anyone else who is like the next level of oppression. And I can't stand that. And I don't stand for that. And because we have our siblings that don't Black queer, I'm always cognizant. I'm like, listen, we're working with people that are fighting for rights. We're working with people that are doing advocacy. I should be doing more because they're doing more for disabled people as well because just from the virtue of knowing me, this world is not going to stay favoring the straight white male as long as I'm alive because that, that, that doesn't, there's more people, they're the minority. What are you talking about? You know. Hmm. Word, 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 word,
I have nothing else, but you scalped me like like Oh my I thought I, thought I was gonna cry for a second. I thought no, no, I can't cry for these bitches. Let me man up, let me man up, let me man up. <laughs> No, you know I how they say I was gonna cry. You know how they say gross some balls. No bitch, gross some ovaries. How about that? <laughs> oh man. Is it, has anyone got any more questions? Have I got any questions? Because um, I might I've decided I'll tell my embarrassing sex story when oh, go for it. Oh, we're gonna go. No, no, you tell the question. Um, we're gonna get there. One second. Uh, I don't know. I think we've kind of done this now, haven't we? Like, yeah, I mean, sex and your sex life and its ability. Um, like common myths that you've heard about having sex with a single person. How does that work? For, are they true? So, what have you guys heard? Because people have desexualized. So people say, oh, you know, disabled people are asexual, which is wrong because asexuality is a type of sexuality where you don't have what you'd call sexual urges and the the, the feeling or the hankering to engage in sex. Disabled people are not seen as asexual, but they've been desexualized by society because you see someone, let's say, who looks different from the usual aesthetic that you're used to. And because you don't find them desirable, you don't think anyone else finds them desirable. So, but we're out here being freaks. We're out here getting rammed. Like we're out here doing things, you know, and they're pillows they they are they're like you know they're paraplegic guys who are making women square like there's so much you the the world is your oyster you know (laughs) so i don't like the desexualization of disabled people simply because there are people who are married to disabled people in mixed uh, ability couples. There are disabled people who are married to each other or are in relationships. And they're out here flourishing, having children, living fulfilled, like, sexual lives. And you find a way. Even when two people are, they have, let's say, uh, uh, what's it, the osseo... Is it osteogenesis imperfecta where your bones are, you know, they make you smaller and, you know, your bones have, you have issues with your bones. Even they have carers push them together and do the thing. You, where there's a will, there's a way. Did you get carers to do that? I was just going to say that. What? You know, I was just asking that question. There are sex carers, like they're carers that are based around, about, around sex. So, yeah. yeah, I'm not a sex. I'm not a sex carer, by the way. I'm just a uh, <laughs> nine-to-five. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So what it is is that some carers, you know, like my carers right now, right? We're so close that one night I'm just out here telling. I should have been. I don't know this, but. One night, there were two glasses downstairs, right? Mm. And it's very difficult for me to go downstairs because I have to use my crutches and I'm like, uh, 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 and it takes me a long periodic of time. And then I get down and then, you know, the, the, the dig appointment gets here and we have drinks and we talk and whatever, whatever. Nothing happened that night, but 
we kissed on the sofa and things were ruffled and whatever. But Kara knew and she was like, Yes, bitch, you out here getting dick. What? Yes, yes, yes. Because they become like your family and they're yeah, they happy do. for you. So then when I had my incident, um I told one of my carers, I was like, Yeah, oh, this is what happened. And you become so close. Like some of my carers call my mom mom. And because these people are coming to your house every single day. So they start to be your family. So yeah. some of these carers, uh, I don't think they mind. They feel like they're doing something great. This couple that I saw was from Germany. And uh, was it was it uh, the Netherlands or Germany? And the carers, they'll be like to the carers, okay, uh, can you make us cuddle? Okay, can you make us make eye contact or whatever? And the carols are just standing on standby. Like, what do we need to do? What's up? You know? I love That's that. really cool. I love that. I love yeah. that. Ah! She hasn't told us her whole fashion. Yeah. Oh, yes. I, 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 your whole fashion. <laughs> okay, so, so my whole fashion. Okay. So, uh, where the uh, crime, the, the scene of the crime. So I have a I have a, a thing here a, a bar here like a metal bar which I use to sit up on the bed and it's anchored to the bed and stuff. So um, it's very convenient to put your knee on and uh, to help you arch your back and their pillows and such forth and so forth and henceforth. And so uh, somebody's son is 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 just going to town, just going to town, and then my hip locks. <laughs> <laughs> my hip locks and then for the first like 10 seconds I'm like ow 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 until I was like ow <laughs> and then I started crying and then he's like am I hurting you am I hurting you am I hurting you oh my gosh am I hurting you <laughs> and then I'm like I'm stuck and I'm stuck like legs akimbo one on a pillow and like one on the floor like and then he and I'm like, just get me laying on the bed. Just get me laying on the bed. And then he moves me and I scream, bloody murder. And then he's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, did I do that? Did I do that? I was like, no, no, 20 centuries. It's okay. It's not you. And then he's and now he's trying to be gentle and he's like holding me and I'm like, I'm so embarrassed. And then he kisses me and very and he's acting very relationshipy and I'm like, oh play, hold on. <laughs> and then I'm so embarrassed and I'll go with it because at this point I need some TLC. My my ego was bruised. So he leaves and he sees himself out. And I am so mortified. I block him on everything. He was like, yeah, I'll come back. I'll see you later. Did I kiss? He goes, I blocked him on everything. Did you block him because you was embarrassed or you blocked him because he did the relationship he took stuff? I, was, I blocked him because I was embarrassed. Like, my, my, my hip blocked. <laughs> yeah, but it, listen, there's some shit I've done that I've blocked and popped. <laughs> a few things in my lifetime. Yeah, I've def- listen, I've definitely done a couple of embarrassing things. Hip lock is even a sweet one. <laughs> no, because, I, you know what, and the thing is, we always had this joke that I always used to twerk, and he'll support my hips. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And because we always played music, always twerk. Have you blocked him since? Is he still blocked? If I say yeah, will you judge me? 
No. Yes. This is a judgment-free zone. This is a judgment-free zone. Yeah, he's still blocked. Just been like, is it like eight months? It's been, yeah. Oh my no, it's been a year. No, it's been a year and a half. On the yeah, yeah, it's been a year and a half. Yeah, it's been blocked. Wow, that. <laughs> yeah. So that's my whole fashion, and oh, wow. I will take that to the grave because I feel like it's too bad. I told you my. Not, don't story. be too embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. Don't. Don't be embarrassed. We've we've said all sorts on here. Trust me. <laughs> no need for you. So like after we've... it's been out, I'm just like, damn, I wish I didn't say that. Yeah. Oh, after we've said stuff in the past. Yeah, and then it's already been out. I'm just like, damn. I think people have forgotten it. To be honest, I don't even know half the shit I've done. Sometimes people will talk about the podcast, and I'll be like, I don't know what I what I have said on here, but I know it has yeah. been In the words no. of uh, Prophetess Cardi B, if it's up, then it's up. Then it's up. Because it's up. <laughs> It's, it's, up, it's very up. Like it's rather but up. We've all we've all done something extremely embarrassing before, so we're all good. Yeah, we're all good. No, but thank I've you, loved Kimmy. This. I've no, love this. Love this. Thank love. you, Kimmy. Thank you. So I and even we... got undressed for you and everything. I've got naked for you, so you know yes. it's, it's real. Come on, why, why, why? I want to see you naked, naked, naked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, thank you, ladies, man. so much for letting me on your party, yaddy, 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 yaddy. And I've had so much fun. I wish this was in real life with drinks, but yeah. uh, one day when Miss Corona Lachey, the virus is gone. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> how, wait, sorry. Um, Topaz, how much time do you have left? Three minutes. Three minutes. Three. All right. Uh, what did I want to quickly say? Oh, 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 oh. Shit. I wanted to say something. Okay, keep going. Sorry. I was going to outro. Three minutes. Okay, so You're going to do the outro. I was going to outro. See you tomorrow. Are we going to say something that's part of the podcast? Before we outro. Before we outro. Topaz, how was the sex? With who? You said you were Bush. going to. Bush. You've been holding out on this sex story for time, and I'm getting to So I can't keep talking about my sex because it's too I much. Not, I said so, sex in the bush. No, you don't have sex in the bush. You you went to bush to. Oh, that was really rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. To be to be fair, he he was great. I just was. It was like the week before my period. Um, I've just I've just learned that my my coils moved as well. So. I was just not pain. So I had him with him. He was great. He's a lovely guy. I just had a bad time because my call has moved yet again, second time in my life. Um, and so it's stuck somewhere and I have to get a scan done and I have to get a whole lot of shit, shit done. So right now I can't even fuck because I'm in pain. It, it's when I have sex, it hurts. Oh, a thousand prayers. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah. What? what Can you take it out yourself? No, I can't feel it all. I, I don't know what it is. It's inside there somewhere. I can't feel it. I had one girl put a moon cup in and it sucked her eye, the thing, the thingy out. Oh, I'm not her. The hook one. Mm. Her yeah, snuggle puss that's, that's, did all that's, that. That's what I have. That's what I have. So yeah, it's it's stuck up there somewhere. I mean, to be to be honest, I've, I've had sex with it stuck up there somewhere, and it's been fine. But when I'm when I'm sober and I have sex, I can feel the pain way way more. So yeah, I can't. Honestly, that's it. 
scares me. I, yeah, I put my plant pot. Perception is scary. It is. It's I feel so, like yeah, babies are scarier. We have babies are a lot. Anyway, scarier. I need to shut this down. So, ladies, um, sorry. Apologies. Thank you very much for coming, Kimmy. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If it's available on all social platforms, please do not forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review on iTunes. You can also follow us on, on Twitter and Instagram at Broken Puss, Broken P Podcast. And don't forget to use the hashtag and email us for any other inquiries on Broken Pussy Podcast Outlook dot com. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Kimmy, I'm gonna follow you now on your on your Instagram. By the way, I'll follow follow her all. Okay, I'll um let me find you, ladies, somehow, and I'll follow you. And I'm so happy about y'all. Love, lovely to meet you too, Kimmy. Honestly, it's been lovely. Yes, which y'all broken pussy ass? My my pussy is fixed now, boy. Ah.